Good morning. morning. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Two things that I didn't already have planned this morning have tied together so nicely. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for that wonderful children's message. So, spoiler alert, the sermon is about baptism. All right, so let's start there. And uh, it's wonderful just to think about how baptism continues and continues to wash away, that it doesn't get dirty and washes away our sin. Uh, Also, if we look at the prayer today, uh, the prayer of the day, this, this caught me. Teach us to love what is worth loving, to reject what is offensive to you, and to treasure what is precious in your sight through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And these just together, baptism plus this prayer of the day just really ties together nicely what St. Paul is teaching us today in his epistle to the Colossians, that the Holy Spirit through baptism and through faith changes everything for us. Christ's death and resurrection ensured his victory, a victory that has already been won, but will not be fully celebrated until he comes again. And we are united to that victory through our baptism, that baptism that washes us every day anew. And now, as the prayer of the day says, we've been given the Holy Spirit to teach us to love what is worth loving, to reject what is offensive to our God, and to treasure what is precious in his sight. May we do that. So let's focus this morning on Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1. Um, if we go with what's printed here, this is a really nice uh, in, you know, um, um, version of the gospel here. One, one version says, if then you have been raised, this one ties it up nice and cleanly with since then you've been raised, or since you have been raised. And that is what drives everything else. So let's read that. So since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So let's just pause there for a moment. Baptism, faith, both from the Holy Spirit and worked through the Holy Spirit, changed everything for us. The world changed. The entire world changed because of Christ and his victory over sin and death. Our lives changed, your life changed through baptism, where the Holy Spirit worked faith and united you with Christ and his victory. And may our neighbor's lives change as we witness to that victory through our words and through our deeds. So that's all like nicely and neatly wrapped up there where everything in our life changes because of this baptism. So since you have been raised through your baptism with Christ, now what do we do? We skip, uh, skip ahead a little bit, all right? For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So now we look forward to that victory that's already been won. We look to when Christ will appear again, when he comes again, and we look forward to celebrating with him 
at that time. So Paul frames out a, a wonderful foundation for our faith here, that through baptism we are united with Christ in his victory. We look forward to a time when we will celebrate in that victory with him, and then everything else in our life changes. And then Paul continues on in five and beyond with exactly what Aaron was talking about this morning. All right, what are these things? Now that we know that we are raised with Christ, now that we look forward to this victory that's already been won, now what? We put these things off. We try to avoid those things that are gonna pull us deeper and deeper into our sinful nature. And we try to maintain, with the help of the Holy Spirit, focus on the dedication, focus on that victory that's to come. Everything changed because of the Holy Spirit, because of baptism, because of faith. So let's talk about what changed here, all right? From a time before faith to a time after faith, we need to think about what life is like without faith. We need to think about what life is like for those around us, our neighbors, our friends, who do not have faith. This makes me think, I'm gonna use Bear with me, three running analogies that might come funny from a guy who doesn't look like he runs at all, but we're gonna use three running analogies this morning to try to pull this together. Life without faith reminds me of little preschoolers, little like pre-kindergartners lined up, lined up by their teacher, one end of the field. You might think about like one of the big fields over in Tower Grove Park, all right? You've got a teacher trying to herd the kids on one end, giving them just a little bit of direction, saying you gotta get to the other end of that field as fast as you can. Ready, set, go. And then they start running, all right? And they've got their head down, they're running as fast as they can, and these are really little kids, all right? And they're just trying to power through. But they may not be running all that well. They got their head down, they're focused on themselves, doing what comes natural to them by their instincts. They're being directed by flawed instincts. So what comes natural to them might drift them a little bit this way. The kid next to them might be drifting that way, boom, they collide. They fall down, conflict. They got their head down, they have no idea that, that hole is coming or that stick is coming. They trip over, they might even trip over their own feet. Sometimes it's cute, but sometimes it's also hard to watch. These little kids just running around, it's wild. But as we grow, you know, as we live a life that's outside of faith, it's definitely hard to watch. It's filled with conflict, it's filled with confusion people being guided by just what is their own sin-soaked instincts, bumping into each other, colliding with one another, doing the best that they can, but they don't have a proper perspective. They don't have a proper understanding. They don't know the destination that they should be heading to. But for us, for those that have been blessed by faith, everything has changed. We've been given the Holy Spirit and that changes everything for us. So now we look at those friends, those neighbors that are lost. Without judgment, we have sympathy. We want to show them that there's a better way. We want to witness to them what we have already received. And the Holy Spirit helps us do that. The Holy Spirit changes everything. Second, you can count them, we'll get through them. All right, second running analogy. It may be a little bit of a surprise, but I was an athlete, 
all right? I was always better at lifting things or throwing things or pushing things as opposed to running, but I did learn how to run well eventually. Never fast, but I did learn with proper form. And just like those little kids lined up running from one end of the field to the other, I, had, uh, I was a freshman, I was trying to prove myself, and coach lined us up to see what he's got and has all the freshmen run from one end of the field to the other. And uh, I, I wasn't last, so therefore I felt pretty good about it and got to the other end and uh, thought, okay, we did all right. But then coach called us out and said, all right, got one of us to run to the other end and with that perspective, we were able to see that although he, he didn't trip, he didn't fall, you know, he ran to the other end. You know, my teammate who was modeling for us had his head down, was focused on himself, and his path was not quite straight. He was meandering. It wasn't fluid. It was forced. And then coach pulled out an upperclassman that was helping us out and gave one subtle direction. Said, focus on your destination. Focus on where you're going. And with that, the upperclassman, head up, locked on where he was going, body changed, posture changed. And every step, every motion was fluid and drove him in that direction towards his destination. With faith, with the Holy Spirit, we are guided to lock on what is to come. What is the victory that has already been won? And we are dr driven by the Holy Spirit towards that destination so that we can take our focus off of ourselves with the, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit and then focus on our neighbor, love our neighbor, help our neighbor. If only we only had the Holy Spirit working on us. Although we have been raised with Christ, we still have our sinful, sin-soaked instincts. We still have a broken world that is always trying to pull our focus away, away from our destination, away from the things that are above, and away from serving our neighbor. Paul spends a lot of time in Colossians driving that home. Paul is teaching that although we know our identity in Christ and although we are looking to the destination to come, we got a fight ahead of us. We need to keep moving and we need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And despite our dedication, despite every effort, our sinful bodies will fail us in that destination. But we have hope. We have hope because we have been united with Christ. We have hope because we have help with what will take us to that victory. So the first Olympics that I remember were the Barcelona Olympics. I was about nine years old. All right? There were all kinds of amazing victories, amazing races won, amazing athletes performing. But I want to focus on one particular failure from that Olympics. Derek Redmond came into the 400 meter finals, one of the favorites. He had won his qualifier. Um, he had run very well. He was very well trained. He was very well disciplined. He was very well coached. And he started those finals really well. Everything was going 
perfectly until it wasn't. He failed. More specifically, his body failed him. And despite his training, despite every effort, he could not finish that race. His hamstring tore, he crumpled to the ground, and he struggled to his feet. He struggled to try to get to the finish line, but the thousands of people in attendance and the millions of people watching on television knew he wasn't gonna make it. His body was too broken and the distance was too far. And it was in that moment that a man pushed his way through security. It was in that moment that that man forced his way onto the track ran alongside, wrapped his arm around a broken, weeping Derek. And that man carried him to the finish line. That man was his father. Our bodies will fail us. Our efforts will fail us. But our father will not fail us because we have been raised with Christ. And we know that when our race is run, and our race is run, we look forward to that sure victory, that victory more powerful than anything we can ever imagine. And we know that we will be carried to that finish line and join in that victorious celebration that we have that has been won in Christ. Amen.